Welcome to the Rise Inside podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and powered by Rise Robotics. Listen as host Justin talks to experts from the Rise team about topics relating to mechanical engineering, industrial design, commercialization, and innovation. True collaborations work when ideas are integrated at inception to solve significant problems. Rise Inside brings together how the team continues to work with great folks to commercialize ideas. You're listening to the Rise Inside podcast. Here's your host, Justin Starbird. Welcome back to Rise Inside. My name is Justin Starbird, and this morning I am fortunate enough to be joined by Gunnar Gillespie, a senior analyst at FedTech. Gunnar, welcome. Nice to meet you. Hey, Justin. Appreciate you having me on. <laughs> hey, happy to have you on. Um, Ken and the Rise team uh, have have shared a lot about uh, about you and and about FedTech. Uh, to kind of catch me up to speed on on what you guys do. For your listeners out there, tell me a little bit about you know, FedTech and the companies that you work with. Yeah, absolutely. So um, FedTech was founded back in 2015, but we really hit uh, a lot of traction in this deep tech space, I'd say about three years ago. Um, you know, my, my background before FedTech is I kind of came from like a biotech background, worked at a, a, a small VC firm and worked with a lot of like pre-seed pharmaceutical medical medical device companies. But um, um, I started FedTech like two years ago and we were still like a very small firm there. I was one of the first analysts hired um, in the last, I guess, two-ish, two and a half years, we've grown to about 40 employees um, and really just kind of ballooned in the, the federal innovation space. Um, I'd say in particular, we have four things that we do. Um, and the nuance to everything is that um, it, we're not an investment firm. We don't take equity stakes in any companies. We don't have a fund. Um, basically, uh, we provide um, you know program support and services related to uh, technology entrepreneurship. And, and the, the kind of flavor of everything we do is deep tech. So we don't work with any you know, like wishy-washy Uber platforms or anything like that. Everything we do and, um, you know, like one of the core components of Rise, I guess, is like the technology differentiated, highly innovation bit of it. Um, you know, like I'd say like the average R&D time of the time of, of the type of thing we work on is probably like, probably like three to 10 years, um, really yeah. long lead times. So, you know, we work with, you know, quantum hardware, networking devices, like advanced AI, ML hardware, just everything. Um, but anyway, but anyway, there's, there's kind of like four components of what FedTech does. And the way we got started was with our startup studios. And that's basically where, you know, the government, uh, spends hundreds of millions of dollars every year on, on R and D and, uh, a good chunk of all that technology they create and all those labs just kind of sits there in perpetuity and forever kind of like trapped within the minds of the inventor, if that makes sense. Um, and what we do is we, go through the portfolio of a lot of these labs and we find the things that have the highest commercialization potential, um, you know, working with the inventor to understand what their vision was. And then we go pull together a team of, you know, three random people with a coach. We teach them how to uh, incorporate as a business um, and how to, how to, you know, be productive and find their value proposition and do stakeholder discovery and all, all the things that it takes to run a company. Uh, you know, that's our startup studio program. So we've run a, a bunch of those and, um, you know, created, I think, well, like probably close to 200 teams now. And a lot, a lot of them have uh, incorporated and gone on to raise, you know, millions of dollars and in introducing their products to the world. So that's so a good you, chunk. So yeah. you offer support in that realm um, and, and put the people in place to help them commercialize. Is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, we essentially uh, run the program pretty much start to finish. So the recruiting, the recruitment of people that want to be uh, entrepreneurs, the the selection of the technology, and then assisting with the kind of like licensing process. Um, you know, like like a lot of it is like how do you properly run a startup? Um, and it's so it's very intensive, very hands on. Um, a lot of the early stuff for folks that have never d- done it before, it's like um, <clears throat> it's like a, you know you can have like assignments in it. Um, everything is very tracked and, and kind of like metrics driven as with most of our programs. And I think I saw Ken with the question there about who funds the process. So generally these are sponsored by um, the entities that have a stake in, in federal innovation. Um, so, you know, like Ensign and, um, and NASA and all these, all these big organizations that do a ton of R and D um, you know, they're, they're helping us select the entrepreneurs and, and the technology and, and run the program. Sure. So uh, almost acting as if you're a de facto, uh, you know, tech transfer office, no? It, essentially, it's like, yeah, tech transfer on steroids, maybe, because yeah. we're, <laughs> we're quite literally cre- like uh, creating a, you know, it's a very systematic approach to um, creating teams that, that incorporate mm-hmm. as companies. So it's a volumetric, like it's a volume-based approach to tech transition. Sure. Um, and obviously, you know, with any deep tech venture, there's, you know, various probabilities of success, depending on all kinds of things, you know, like there's, there's millions of reasons that startups fail. Um, but we, we take a, um, you know, like almost an engineered approach to mitigate the highest chances of failure. And that's, you know, making sure that the, uh, there's good product market fit and making sure that you understand your customer's needs and making sure the team has a good dynamic and all the things we can control in the process of creating a company. So. Well, you did mention that there is a three to 10 year lead time with some of these projects having just, uh, you know, begun in 2015. And as you said, getting your stride in the last two or three years, Mm -hmm. you must be just starting to see some of the fruits of the early labor. No. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the the thing with, um, and I'm sure it was kind of similar with rise, but, um, you know, like the, a lot of these technologies, some PhD and some lab was working on for like his entire career, you know, it came out of his dissertation and he worked on it forever and ever and got funding for it. And it's really just the, the cutting edge of what's possible out there. But, you know, he's not a, he doesn't have the business acumen. He doesn't know what it, like how, how to even commercialize. And so what we just bring people to him or, or her that, that want to like do that essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so like, the, you know, the, the lead times for the, the programs are, are usually like less than a year. That's what it takes to recruit and pull together and train and, 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 and form teams. Um, and the inventors involved every step of the way, and there's coaches and mentors and all that. Um, but that's our, that's our startup studio program. That's kind of like one chunk of fed tech. Um, okay. there's, there's another chunk and that's kind of what rise is involved with here. And that's, that's our accelerators program, um, accelerators programs, um, and what we essentially do is we work uh, with companies to increase their traction and success um, in, in really whatever way is most beneficial to them. Um, and so I've ran, uh, you know, I've been in, run and involved with probably well over a dozen at this point, um, kind of start to finish programs, primarily with the Army, some with the Department of Energy, some with the Air Force, um, you know, a, a lot of different things. And you know, like we've worked with a crazy, crazy range of companies, everyone from, you know, two person founders with $0 to, you know, 100 person companies with, you know, $500 million and billion dollar valuations and whatnot. So 
an accelerator is like, how do we take a cohort of, of people with such a diverse set of expertise and, and uh, push them in a direction that's beneficial to, to, to the, all the companies as a whole? That is incredible. So where you're at today as a senior analyst, what is your role in, you know, working with all of these companies? Sure, sure. So um, I, I kind of like started out as a, a program assistant, um, you know, helping create bespoke educational modules, help uh, research and, and find and vet mentors and, uh, you know, help with client briefs and whatnot. And I moved on to a, pro, a program manager role where, you know, I was, um, you know, led a team of a, a few folks to execute these accelerators, you know, interview all of the companies, understand their specific needs, work with our clients, um, you know, uh, figure out who the defense primes are in their specific area that they need to be subcontracting to, all, all these things. Um, and my, my role now has moved uh, more to a program advisor thing where I'm, I'm working across, uh, you know, five or six programs at any given time and working with their program managers to ensure that um, it's at the, the quality the, and the mark that we want to hit um, for our clients and, and specifically for the, for the companies we work with. That's awesome. So, I mean, you must really enjoy coming to work every day because you get to, uh, it, it must change every, every moment. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So like, <laughs> I, like we've been working with the army since X tech search three. So we've been through three, four, five, six, um, you know, that's four cohorts now each with 10 or 20 companies. So in the last two years, I've gotten to work with about 60 of the best companies, best, you know, dual use deep tech companies in the United States, everything from, you know, um, you know, quantum hardware companies that started out from Nobel prize winning technology, all the way to, you know, uh, PTSD diagnostics and treatments that are, you know, still in the preclinical stages. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, I get to scratch the like technical itch that I've always had of like wanting to know as much as I can about everything. Um, and this is like an amazing way to do that, but, you know, also from a professional development standpoint, um, you know, the, just the ability to interface with that many unbelievably qualified individuals, um, and provide something valuable to them. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's crazy opportunity. Absolutely. And, you know, I just look at some of the uh, different companies that you've had a chance to work with and, you know, uh, obviously now being part of rise, uh, you know, you have this, uh, X tech accelerator program. Um, do you want to dive a little bit deeper into that for us? Yeah, sure. And I think it would help to understand the, the X tech search program as a whole. Um, okay. and just to kind of asterisk here, you know, FedTech, we support the Army Research Lab and ASALT's initiative with the XTech search program. So we're not involved with the judging. We don't select the companies. We don't facilitate the competition. Um, you know, we don't award any funding. We're an add-on to the program to help the companies because, you know, XTech search one and two, they had this, you know, big competition. They select a bunch of companies. They award a bunch of money. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, the companies really still didn't know how to do business with the Army, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, like the, like why, why would a three person, you know, founder team of some small tech company with like a few hundred thousand dollars and, you know, no knowledge of the DOD, like that's, what are they supposed to do? You know, they, they don't know anything basically. Right. Um, so we're well, starting working, from, working with the government is its own business altogether. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, we have to, you know, we, 
essentially we, we get the top companies from the, from the X tech search program and everyone has a varying level of expertise, right? So I, I'm sure Ken remembers this, but we had an hour long entrance interview where I asked them really specific questions like, you know, what is your understanding of how procurement and acquisition works? And, you know, if we can get a, a good, um, a good pulse across the whole cohort of what their knowledge is in specific areas and what their needs are, then we can develop a bespoke curriculum for them. So, you know, understanding if they're way past certain points as a whole, you know, we don't, we, we don't have to, you know, cover certain topics. We can create new ones to address, you know, problems that they're, they're recently having, you know, we can, the whole thing's customized to each, to each cohort. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, as you jump into the accelerator, how did you, how were you introduced to Rise? Yeah, so uh, essentially, we had seen them in the semifinalist portion of XTech 6. So I know there were about, uh, I think, 60-ish companies in there. And I, I think I remember I had maybe an office hour session, or I had seen Ken on a, a few of the webinars before. And um, I was definitely excited to see them uh, kind of make it to, as one of the, the finalists here, as one of the top 20 companies. Um, and so I saw them on the list and, you know, our process of reaching out to everyone and getting the entrance interviews ready to go. You know, that, that hour long meeting with Ken and Aaron was kind of the first, um, the kind of first touch point I, I had with Rise. Um, and they're, they're really kind of um, a good example of like the quintessential, uh, like deep technologies startup, if that makes sense. Okay. Just because it's, you know, it's obviously an MIT led innovation, which is like how half these things start, you know, coming out of the foremost universities. Um, and then the second bit of it is it's quite literally just like taking a, a, a system that has existed for a long time because it's the status quo and has, you know, no particular reason to be that way and just disrupting it with something totally new using new kinds of engineering and new kinds of material sciences uh, to, to augment it. Um, and so it's quite, it's kind of like the definition of how to pursue innovation, you know, take old things, you know, start from ground zero, first principles, like, you know, build it up to something that, that has like, a, you know, that's an, really entirely new. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it was cool and, to see that. It was awesome. And, you know, we've been close to it for a while. And given your overview of the deep tech, you know, ecosystem in in general, mm -hmm. um, where do you see Rise fitting in? Sure. So it's, it's um, I'd say, let me think of like a pie chart of like the deep tech ecosystem. So there's all these big buckets, right? And I kind of define deep tech as anything that's difficult to do and requires a lot of money and, and timelines. And, you know, um, you know, Rise is going after and, and accomplishing not an easy feat, you know, like hydraulics have traditionally been around. I think, you know, I remember watching a lot of your pitches for, for a long time. And I'm sure you guys have talked about this a lot on the podcast, but, um, you know, completely disrupting that system is kind of like the definition of something deep tech related. Um, but it fits right into that, that bucket of, you know, hardware related solutions that ha can have a, a sprawling impact across the ecosystem and can kind of like drastically increase the performance and, and, and value and quality of, of advanced systems. Um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a, a very, it's kind of like the most important functional piece of how a lot of equipment works, you know, and obviously the, the, it's built on really strong principles, how it works in the first place. So it's, it's, it's just scalable to whatever kind of thing you need it for. Um, you know, we talked about our priorities related to the army and the DOD more broadly, and, you know, we're helping them pursue understanding what their options are there and how that works. Um, but, you know, more broadly in the commercial space, and, you know, we work with a lot of dual use companies, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, 
it's funny. I've seen like, um, I've probably worked with dozens of companies similar to Rise, but in totally different kind of like areas, you know, like, uh, you know, FedTech spun out a, a smart tire system. It's a, a totally new way of, you know, designing a tire, um, you know, like just, just augmenting existing systems drastically uh, by using like first principles engineering. And, you know, you mentioned a term that I've heard several times um, from, from previous guests, uh, dual use. Can you give us your definition of dual use? Yes, dual use. I mean, I guess the term literally means like um, using in, in two different contexts. Um, and, and, you know, for, for Rise, um, I guess that there is two different contexts. And the context here is like, you know, the commercial space and the, the private markets. And that's kind of like... Um, you know, just the everyday thing that people think about. And then the other side of things, the, you know, the more public markets, and that's, that's where, you know, you have the government, the Department of Defense and Department of Energy and all the, you know, the federal funded uh, things and whatnot. So the reason a, a dual use company, um, I think part of the reason a lot of companies are dual use is that they are both developing uh, products that are appealing to both of those markets. Mm -hmm. And specifically with deep tech related products, um, you know, they take a long time. So they obviously cost a lot of money too. you know, it it takes a lot, it takes a lot of money to engineer (laughs) complicated products. And, you know, the, 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 the department of defense and more broadly, the federal government are the biggest investors like bar none in the whole entire world in technology. It's not even close, you know, it's not, it's really not even close. Um, and so a lot of companies, and I imagine Rise may have been in that boat too, were born from federal dollars. Um, and so it's kind of like they have that, um, you know, they're born from the, the mission statement to give back to the public, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so as a, you know, as FedTech being a bolt-on to some of these things uh, mm-hmm. and being a support mechanism, how do you work with companies and continue to, to support them and see them through to success? Sure. So during the duration of our accelerators, um, we have our core pillars, um, and that's essentially, you know, a hyper focus on education, you know, complex topics like how do you subcontract on an IDIQ? How does Army acquisition work? How do requirements writers evaluate technical solutions? All kinds of things like that. Something that the average founder would have zero insight to and is absolutely required to do business with the Army because you have to, you know, you have to first see the map of the, 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 the map of the beast you want to navigate, and then you got to speak the language. And without either of those two things, you can't even have a start because you don't know what you're doing. Um, and so that's what we start with. And then we have a, a big mentorship program, um, you know, where we recruit mentors from uh, kind of all over the place, generally once from the army, once from the industry, and once kind of a, an entrepreneurship expert. Um, and though they work with the companies over the duration of the accelerator with a, you know, a specific agenda. Um, we also do some community stuff where the, the founders get a chance to talk to one another. Obviously, they have very unique experiences and they've learned a lot of things. So it's important for them to share. Um, we do some a lot of one-on-one work. That's the kind of venture building we do. That's where you know uh, all, all our fed tech employees have a pretty diverse set of expertise. And we have a lot of program advisors as well that are very smart cookies. Uh, yeah. and so when companies when companies need something really you know particular, that's where we can bring in um, an, an expert to work with them. And then the last bit is the the strategic exposure. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the pursuit of um, the army as a customer requires a lot more than just your company. You know, a lot of times, 
you're just a, an integrator, you're, you're, you're going to be subcontracting out whatever you have to a much larger system. Um, and so, you know, in bringing in primes and the other side of things is like, how do you pay for all this? And it's, you know, bringing in the, the, the capital providers that can help with that. And, um, and then, you know, the last bit of strategic exposure is how do you know that you're satisfying a, um, you know, a real need in the army and that's where you get end user feedback, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what we plan on doing. Uh, I think sometime in March with the 75th innovation command, um, you know, we'll, we'll work with their, with their, um, with their reserve unit folks and, and try to, you know, get the opportunity for companies to get feedback from a lot of end users at once, um, you know, Absolutely. right from the source. How long does a typical engagement, you know, last? When does, when do your, you know, um, skills, you know, kind of transfer over to the, to the company and, and you guys say, you know, you're on your own, you, you we've done everything we can. Sure. So the, the accelerator usually lives alongside the competition. So we'll work with uh, this group, I guess it would have been late November through March. So kind of five-ish months there. Um, I typically prefer to run programs that are longer um, just because a lot of times the information is really dense and it takes a while for, uh, you know, first you got to understand it, then you got to digest it and kind of think about it for a little bit. And then you got to be able to use it. Um, and, and that, that doesn't happen overnight, obviously. Sure. Um, and, and then the other thing is just when you, when you're working with the government, you're working with entirely different lead times, right? Um, you know, if, if rise wants to disrupt, uh, you know, one of the next big, um, next big, like, I guess, acquisition systems that utilize, you know, the, the, these kind of like lifting tools that they, that they engineer, um, there might be a th two, three year lead time on that contract that they need to start, you know, pulling together. And so, um, success is often baked in during the accelerator and then seen much after the fact. And that's why mm -hmm. it's tough. It's tough to, um, you know, it's, it, it's tough to, point to something when it has such a lag time to it, you know? Sure. So what's next on the horizon for FedTech? Sure. I think, I think what's really important in a, a personal like passion of mine, like, I guess the reason I work at FedTech is because I see uh, how, how impactful a lot of this technology can be. And so any, anything I can do to increase the probability of success, even, you know, a single percentage point for, you know, the, the, dozens of companies I get to work with on an annual basis is a, is a win in my book. And so when I think of like, how do I, you know, from an objective standpoint, how do I, how do I increase that? It just means broadening to, to more programs and more companies, you know, cause what we've created is essentially, you know, scalable traction for the companies we work with, particularly with the DOD. So I'd love to see us, you know, work more closely with the army and the Navy and the special forces community. Um, and, you know, we are, we already work with a, you know, a lot of them in some respect, but, you know, there really are um, thousands and thousands of uh, incredible companies out there in the U S um, and, you know, we want to, uh, you know, we want to be able to have a small part in the success of each of them because it is a very difficult uh, endeavor to, to, you know, found run and, and have success as a deep tech company. Absolutely. Well, Aaron and the rise team are inspirations for a lot of, of the, you know, MIT graduates and, and other mm -hmm. uh, guys that are, are in the boat that they were 10 years ago. Um, if they want to get involved with FedTech, how do they find you? Sure. So you can just visit us at our website of fedtech.io. Um, 
right now we don't work particularly with um, you know, startups directly. A lot of times we work through programs that the, that, that, that we're running from a, you know, a, a corporate standpoint or, a, or the government standpoint. But if you want to get involved, um, you know, we always have events where we'll bring in, you know, uh, you know, really VIP speakers to talk about certain topics. Um, we have a whole entire mentorship program. That's a fairly light lift. You know, it can be an hour, um, you know, once every couple of weeks, um, where, you know, you'll be introduced to a CEO of another company and then a, a few other mentors as well. And, you know, you'll help them work through their strategy and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, if you, um, let's say you just, uh, I don't know, say you started at MIT and you sold your company and, you know, got a nice paycheck and now you're really bored in retirement and you wanted to do it again, you can go be an entrepreneur in one of our startup studios and select the technology you want to spin out next. Um, you know, that's, that's a possibility as well. Awesome. Well, Gunnar Gillespie, Senior Analyst for FedTech, thank you for joining us today. I really mm-hmm. appreciate it. It's been great. Cool. Appreciate it, Justin. Thanks, Gunn. You've been listening to the Rise Inside Podcast, presented by Rise Robotics. On behalf of our guest today and host Justin Starbird, thank you for listening. Please share your feedback on our LinkedIn page, linkedin.com slash company slash rise dash robotics. <laughs>